Yeah, how'd I get how'd I get rid of the background? Hold up. I still oh, no, no. I love the background, man. I love that you go to the video and you remove the virtual background. <laughs> my my, yeah. my guy. There right. we go. Yasin Akbarak, bro. Oh. Assalamu alaikum, peace and love, ladies and gentlemen, and hello, welcome to Buckle Up, the lockdown edition. This is a really, really special one. As you can see right here, we have, you know, whether they like it or not, they are really, really uh, some of our heroes and uh, people that I really look up to. I enjoy their music. I, I really, um, you know, one of them actually is the reason, actually two of them, Omar Fendim will be joining us, and Narsi is, is reasons why I started blogging back in 2007. And uh, this is just really incredible. So uh, I want you guys to make some noise for yourself. We got thanks, Joey, Narcy, and Nico. What's up, my brothers? It's me. We're here. Uh, peace and blessings, man. Um, Nico, um, I just want to introduce you to my followers. Uh, you're obviously an uh, American-Brazilian hip-hop artist. Incredible, creative, uh, you know, guys. So salute, man. Peace and love from the peace, Middle East peace. to you, my brother. Chill, recognize, chill, you know? <laughs> Nico is actually Nico, Nico is actually an Arab deep down inside. His genetic code has been he's been around us for so long that he's got he got you know DNA. Nico Bellahoff. So you know what I mean? uh, he's actually Arab. He's actually Arab, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I was uh, growing up with Joey and DP, he at first he couldn't call me Nico. Because I Listen, I'd bring him to my, he would come over to my house. Mind you, we were like, oh, the Nico, Nico, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my dad was like, what up? Don't call him that. Yeah. I'm like, dad, that's his name. I know. That's uh, so funny. Um, Yasin, uh, of course, yeah, and uh, you know, uh, like, you're, you're, thank you for everything that you do. I know you might get bored of me saying that to you, but man, thank you for everything that you do, my brother, man. Peace and love to you. Thank you for inspiring it. me. You know, you, know, um, you know, it's family. Yeah. Thanks, Joey. Man, oh man. Um, actually, I'm going to start, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to start with Thanks Joey real quick. Um, thanks Joey, you, you've worked with these three incredible MCs. I'm not offended it's not here, but he will join us. Uh, obviously, with, with Nico releasing an album um, last month, with the uh, scene, Narcy releasing an album this month, and I'm not offended releasing an album next month. Now, the question is, who's the best MC out of these three? Quick. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Listen, listen, it's not debatable, it's incredible. Uh, it's coming through. <laughs> uh, no, but really, joke, jokes aside, okay, how different yet similar is working with these guys? I'll be interested because your style of production, how is it working with these guys? Start from Nico to Narsi to offend him. Great question. Um, for Nico, me, you stop playing with your hair. <laughs> Nico in his natural habitat, dog, let him play. Sorry. So here it is. Buckle up lockdown edition. Let's go. It smells great, bro. It smells like Argan Jojoba. I'm just jealous. The, did you put the Argan oil today? I did. I Jojoba the boy. Look at that. Come on. Come on. Now you know it's good. All yeah. right. So listen, working with, first of all, I'm honored. I'm grateful. Like these guys are my brothers, all three of them. Narcy, you know, from meeting Narcy a few years back. Uh, I've known Nico since um, 12, 13 years old. We started wow. making music when we were 13 years old, man. So we've got, I've got album, I've got thousands of songs with Nico. Um, and Ahmad, you know, actually I got introduced by Ahmad, or by, by Yassin to Ahmad a few mm. years back. But every single one of them is just like incredible in their own right. And, but so similar in their love for rap. Like they're mm. all rappers, rappers, you know what I'm saying? And then, and Nico and, and Narcy especially, are very similar in the way that they work. Like I, we can be locked up in a room and they're just on go, like nonstop writing. Like they'll, we'll finish songs really, really quickly. Vigo mm. especially, like me, because we've established this relationship for years on end, you know, we can knock out songs like it's water at this point. But I was really uh, surprised, <laughs> surprised when I got in with Yassine, I just I got to work with Yassine in New York last year. Um, and we got the whole setup, started making stuff from scratch, and he was just as quick with it. Mm. And 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 it's not just like speed, but also like the types of raps, right? So the um, not necessarily like content, but how um, you know, like 
how do I say it, like uh, multis and 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm dexterity. No, not dexterity. I'm talking about like um, uh, <laughs> like the, the analogies, man. Mm, like okay. the, the, you know what I'm saying? Like the the the, the wittiness, the fun mm. that they have in the lyrics. Um, for all three of them, I think is is what like ties them together, but yeah. each in their own right, you know. So, Narcy's, you know, very like uh, uh, Arab, right, centric, like, but also very internet. Nico's super Brazilian, super like Southern, is South American. Omar yeah. is in it, yeah. like yeah. you know, Syrian, the mass scene world. So. But it's amazing, man. I, I shout you out, man, because it's not really, I think it's not an easy job really to work with these three incredible um, MCs, human beings. Um, Nico, um, Good Air album uh, dropped actually on my birthday. So shout out to you for that. April 27th, was it? Am I right? Hey, yeah, we yeah. dropped it uh, <laughs> everywhere on the 27th. On okay. the 420, we dropped it on our website for one week. Nice. So you featured uh, Narsi on Good Air with a lot of that. I love that song. And you're featured on his also song, uh, you know, and also featured, I believe, with Omar. Um, yeah. I really want to take the opportunity, first of all, to ask you, how is it like working with, you know, two of, in my opinion, my humble opinion, two of the most top Arab rappers that we have, that we take pride in? Mm. How, do, how does it feel like to work with Omar and Narsi? It feels like, like I've known these guys forever, you know? I feel like, you know, the universe brings people together for a reason. You know, that brought me and Joey together. It brought me and Narcy together um, by chance at the Kennedy Center in D.C., you know, through Kuali. Um, same with Omar. And I think these guys are incredible, right? And they're incredible in parts that I'm not as great as, you know? So I think that together we complete each other. That's why, like, I think Joey's working with, like, if you take all three of us and put it together, it's like that's the ultimate MC. You know what I'm saying? There's things Omar does phenomenally that I can't do. He has so much conviction. Everything mm. he says, it's like, you know, he says a word, it's like the door. You know, it's like you believe <laughs> it. You know, there's conviction in it. Yeah. It's it's amazing. You know, you work with Narcy and his just like his understanding for pocket and being able to like bring his thoughts into like tangible feelings, like that's incredible, you know? So like, I'm very humbled to work with them. And and now it's like, I feel like Joey finally gets to, you know, show all his like greatness because mm. he's just been working with me. And I mean, we make amazing stuff, but I feel like there's always been a little thing that he wanted to do that maybe I don't specialize in, which mainly the Arabic shit. So to work <laughs> with these guys, you know, like I think that's full circle. I wow. think that that's amazing for him. And mm. he's grown in certain ways. I'm mad that all these beats, <laughs> I didn't get them first. <laughs> you know, like, Narcy's album is like, damn, like, I wanted that beat, you know? Like, best <laughs> I ever did it. Get it off your chest, kid, admit it, you know? like That's, mm. the, next, that's the next record. That's yeah. Right? yeah. Like, the, the, you know, the Yasin Bey sample one, the, I'm not a perfect man. Like, you know, I hear these songs, and I'm like, fuck, I could have done that, but I couldn't have, you know? And I'm happy mm. that they did, you know. And I'm it's so very to you, man. I mean, I mean again, I'm, I'm coming from Narcy got crazy. All yeah. the shit me and Narcy got is crazy because we're super MCs, you know. And then the shit Omar got me on is like, wow, I wouldn't expect it to be on something like that. I'm very humbled that he uh, chose me to be part of that, you know. Wow. Um, and we yes, did that record yeah. in person too. That record was done here while Nico and Omar were, were here. Yeah, it was really cool to see them kind of go back and forth. Wow, yeah. bam, um, Narcy, you, you dropped obviously space time, uh, and again, thank you so much, uh, Yasin, for arranging this and actually putting putting us all together. Um, no you, you, you dropped the space time in 2018, uh, you know, and we, we had a chat about it here in, in Dubai. People can check it out. Um, now there's, I want to understand from you. Now there's a volume two, so space time is like a, a series. So there's a volume two, love and care. Explain the direction behind the names. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I was working on Space Time, it, it, I, I was very, um, I was trying to find a way to articulate where I was as a as a man. It wasn't really about like a rapper or a musician or in all these different spaces that I was navigating and whether it be the music industry. The reason I clicked with Nico, for example, was because we very much exist on the periphery of the industry, right? Like. Ooh. We I make, like that sentence. We Why? make, we like make, just on a periphery of <laughs> Like we, we make music at a high level 
and it's undeniable and and joey and everybody that we work with like if you put us against anybody i think we can we can hang if not slam dunk but but at the same time um we've chosen in a way to not follow the traditional route of trying to get signed or not that we don't want success but we want it in our own terms right mm. so with, with space time that record was very much documenting um where i was in that time that i was making it it wasn't about um it wasn't about like reflecting on on old stuff it was like where i was at as a man vis-a-vis -vis my family or mm. being a father or politics or so it was like a, a very time stamped kind of record right with what i did with the with space time ultra which i had been toying with for a while before quarantine and all that stuff joey and i had spoken about it and i some of the tr tracks like the opening track on the album was actually one of the last tracks i recorded during the space time sessions oh so it was gonna it was gonna be on that record but it didn't fit in the in the sonics of the the album mm. so if you listen to these two records back to back if you listen to space time and then love and chaos it's kind of like one long project right it's an yeah. hour long together yeah and um where as space time was about opening up to the world and and opening up you know you throw your dreams into the universe they'll come back to you it was really about like opening my heart this one was so it's about going outwards this one is about going inwards it's really mm. about like my internal feelings being stuck in a small confined space and i recorded most of it at the crib besides maybe three of the songs um with my kids around so they're all over the album sundas is on the album um so they're complementary in the sense that they they feed into each other sonically but they're about the two sides of being a gemini one is really outward and one is really inward wow would would this album have made it now if we weren't in this covid-19 situation no no, no no i wouldn't have been so i work under urgency like i i don't I set my own deadlines but when you put me under pressure is when I work the best you know mm. so I felt like yo I can't just sit around and do nothing and wait this is going to be a hot minute till yeah we get to be on stage again so I mm. hit up all my super my super friends you know and I just yeah. felt like which which will definitely get into that in terms of the features and um, Nico I want I want you to tell us something about Joey since you know each other for a while maybe something not a lot of people know uh that you can share of course yeah you know Something that uh, I, I don't <laughs> sample snitch. <laughs> no. Thanks, in Joey, man. Wow. In terms of like maybe Thanks, maybe have he does he always shock you with the kind of beats, for example, that he bring you? Does he is 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 there is there that excitement when you get a you know after all these years? Yeah, I think it's only gotten better. You know, I think mm. you know we as artists, you know we live in a perfect world in, in our mind and sometimes you can't execute that you know and that's the worst feeling for an artist not being able to execute an idea you know and i think that we had the concept real early but we didn't have the execution we didn't have the the 10,000 hours 20,000 hours 50,000 hours and to see Joey now like being able to execute everything and it's like damn all right you know um you know he didn't mix the first albums we had Mm. That's why they don't, they don't sound that good. We we were outsourcing until you know we did the album Unico. We did it in Brazil. We I, I when I was with Paul Lee, right? I said I want to record the album in Brazil, and we went there. We took an engineer Chris Pummel. We set up in the Airbnb for two weeks and we banged it out. And that was the last album that Joey um, really didn't mix. You know, after that he became in charge of everything. I felt like that's when he really figured out how to execute the dream. You know. and mm. be able to play into the artist like you don't just make beats like he's not like somebody who sends beats or go on beat stars and you lease a things Joey beat like you know they're custom made they're like on the table you know it's I not just that. like a little a whatever plate you know I I, love, like, I I love that yeah you i think know, also, he produces that's why like it feels like him and Narcy been together forever you know i feel like they they have a sound and Yeah. You know, him and Omar, it's like, wow, that doesn't sound like Thank Joey making beats for somebody. It sounds like somebody who crafted, you know, your dreams sonically and was able to execute them perfectly, you know? Yeah, so, you know, I, I have that I have that relationship with Sandhill, with, with Nawar, but I, I've been mixing my own shit for seven years now. Like, my, my all my solo albums were mixed by myself, right? That's crazy. Um, 
Narcy so, does everything, man. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Joey in that sense that uh, you know I found that whenever I outsource my work, that it lost that uh, authenticity that it had, right? Yeah. So I, I taught myself to engineer, um, so I would help Nawad with his mixes or whatever. But Nawad is very much a, a insular producer; like he produces at the crib mm. and sends me the work, and then I, you know, I'll add live lush strings or whatever I add to it, and then send it back to him for feedback. Yeah, but, shout, shout out Nawad. Of course, I wish he was with yeah, us. Yeah, Sandhill uh, is Sandhill is a is is key. I rapped on the Sandhill beat on the Narcy album. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like, enemies. I think that. Ah, the man. reason I gravitate towards Nico and Joey, number one is because they remind me of me and Nawar, mm. but also, you know, I'm split between the two of them where I'm like, I think about strategy and mixing and all these things and releasing like Joey does, but I also have this, this like free <laughs> flow rap mind that Nico has. And when I'm with Nico, I almost feel like I, my, I get elevated, like my style gets elevated because there aren't many MCs that make me feel like I need to, mm. like, push forward. Wow, even stronger. Hey, that's same, bro. That's that's amazing to see you guys. Like, I'm I'm watching Yo, this and I'm like, <laughs> that's amazing, <laughs> Joey. Um, you know, Darcy's my favorite rapper, bro. Like, geez, I know he's you one keep of my saying that. MCs. <laughs> I listen to him religiously. He makes the records that I can't make. You know, like Epiphany, like Space, like Only You, like Family Guy. Like, these wow. are records I wish I could make sometimes. Like, you know, my shit's not that vulnerable yet. I'm not mm. able to, like, touch certain spots like that, you know? So when I hear his shit, I'm like, yeah, all right. That's what I wanted to hear perfectly, you know? And right. it's usually on the, now it's on the Joe beat. It's like, oh, man. Mm. But just yeah. again, all speaking gotta, from all you, gotta a, do, all you gotta do, Nico, <laughs> shoot the club up, have a baby, and that vulnerability comes out. But don't do that. Don't do that. Not yet. Yeah. 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 No, but 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 just you know, to, as a fan, I'm just saying. Looking back here, this is uh, this is like a team of superheroes, man. Like seriously, like you know, you got the producers, you got you know the the minds, the business, the 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 passion, uh, the, the the free mind. You know, it's it's really incredible. Um, um, Joey, just looking at this, and obviously, you know, you. Um, you, you're, you're really a genius in your own way and this is really incredible to see uh, you know I know we've been following each other on Twitter but the past couple of years we've really been uh, kind of in touch um, speaking about love, love and chaos you know I, I've, I've, I've had the pleasure of having Narcy Semi kind of snippets and I really love it it's, it, it has 10 I'm lying, man. I sent you the whole, I sent you the whole album <laughs> I'm just being the journalist approach. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, man, just tell the people the truth. Yeah. No, that's uh, okay. Ten, ten amazing <laughs> tracks, man. Very diverse, right? Um, I'm really interested. I, lo I love what you have there, Rodrigo. I'm really interested, um, Joey, if you can explain to us the. Um, um, I just want to talk about the track Avatar featuring Omar Ofendim. Um, if you can explain to us, like, what? Because, again, production, I've never seen. I've never heard production like this before. And I think Yassin really nailed it. It's, it is, huh? Sorry? It's colors. Yeah, yeah colors. I, mean, I mean, it's so, it, it, it's complex but simple. And I think the question I'm trying to ask, do you, do you think maybe other than, other than the rappers that we have here, Nico, Narsi, Omar Fendim, how different would it be to have other rappers rap on a beat like this, you know, for Thanks Joey? Like how do you, like Nico said that you customize um, right. the, the, the beats for the rappers. Right. Um, how different would it be for another rapper to jump on this? I think, yeah, I like, think, yeah. I, for me, it's like, I, there's something that um, Guru from the group Gangstar, yeah. DJ Premier. Yeah, right? yeah. There's an interview with him that really stuck with me. And I always bring this up and I've told the guys this before, but Guru uh, was in an interview one time and he was like, you know, in the early 90s, when uh, Gangstar stuff was coming out, everybody came to us and they wanted the Gangstar sound. Mm. But DJ Premier is not so much of a, a, a beat maker, he's a beat tailor. So people would come to us and he would make a beat that was like the Gangstar sound, but for mm. not, you know? Or it was like the Gangstar sound before this person, before that person. And so for me, the whole idea behind Colors of the Culture is just uh, exploring you know, these artists, um, different backgrounds, different, like, you know, where they come from, different sounds, you know? I, I like mm. to pull sounds from all over the world. So 
I started working with Nico at a very young age, it was always like, oh yeah, of course, we're gonna flip Brazilian samples. You're Brazilian? No doubt, let's flip some Brazilian samples. With Omar, it was like, oh, you're Syrian too. Let's let's dig deep and flip some Syrian samples. With Narsi, it's a little different. Narsi's like, yo, I don't want, because you gotta understand too, Narsi, and Omar too, but Narsi especially what, and Nawad are, are like, they set the bar for flipping Arabic. The goat You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was like, me coming up, <laughs> listening to them. Like, I remember I showed Narsi to Nico when we were like 18, 19 years old. We Yo, were well, well, what was his real opinion? What was his I, I really want to know. I want to know how Nico was like, fuck is this shit, man? Come on. It wasn't hit like that. <laughs> Dude, I remember crazy. the days because look me and Joey right in high school we were trying to you know find ourselves and we were like you know making a bunch of music and we we're starting to find a sound but not really and then he linked up with my man Faraz who's the guy who they did the Lachmet song Lachmet you know Joey Joey is the genius behind Ana Bahabil nobody can take that away from him I don't wow. know if you remember that song. You remember Dude, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Joe, Joey produced that. Fun fact. Wow. Yeah, and at that time, at that time, you were just wow. trying to like think up and, and build. And, and that's when Joey started producing outside and he had a plug to, I don't know if you remember Patriarch. Yes, I remember yeah. I don't know much, but at the time he started making some beats for him and that was like his first introduction into like the global world and him and Faraz were kind of doing something and he was kind of popping. And I remember hearing the narcissist at the time, you know, I'm mm. like, wow, this guy. And it was super rap, it was super underground rap. Mm. I remember hearing it like super, super rap. And that's what we were doing. We were like, me and Joey were just like mini dipset. You know, we were just doing like dipset shit, you know, following <laughs> that doctrine until we, we found our own sound, you know? Uh, so but, like, yeah. But but Narsi and, and Sandhill were always like flipping like Arabic samples, you know? It was, it was very, very like prominent in their music. And so when me and Narsi got together, it was like, in my head, it was like, all right, I'm going to find some like really obscure Iranian joints. You know, stuff that he probably hasn't sampled before, but he was like, and I was no. like, nah, no, nah. I want internet shit, just only yeah. internet. Because you know, I did, I did all the Arabic stuff. Like you a, did. Lot, a lot, a lot of times, even Arab MCs will come at me and be like, yo, lesh, move in Arabic, lesh, shaglak, move in Arabic, and I'm like, listen, I did my ground, like I wrote my Arabic book for you guys already. I did it. Like for me now, I'm just exploring my spirit. I'm not. <laughs> That culture specifically. It's well, a lot of people get typecast yeah. in that, you know, like Quali, yeah. working with Quali is like that, you know, like Quali mm. did that Quali sound for so long and, you know, that mm. conscious, like backpacking revolutionary, like yeah. activism rap. And now he still does that. He really lives that, but he just wants to have fun and make records, you know? Yeah. And people yeah. reach out to him and get him on records and, like, all right, activism rap, we need Quali, you know? And yeah. he's like, all right, I'll do it maybe. But like I'm trying to have fun, like you know, like I'm not over here picketing that much. Now, Nico, is it is it is it hard is it hard to balance that what you're talking about, like that having fun and also staying true to yourself? Oh, it's very it's very hard when when money comes into play, you know. Mm. Um, I'm not I I ain't no trust fund baby, you know. None of us are. So we literally got it out the mud in the south you know like me and joey literally built this like colors is joey mixing mastering producing project managing with dima and his wife and you know like it's us you know and we united with quali and that's my og he changed our life still got a great relationship still will always work with him he he's on the album on a one bar feature so we can afford one bar so like you know it's yeah. hard it's hard not to compromise when you gotta monetize mm. yeah um, Narcy, okay, so the, the the Love and Chaos has uh, ten tracks. We're, um, very, very, again, very diverse. Good I Air do has have... ten tracks. Sorry, Good Air has ten tracks too. Yeah. Oh, okay. is that is that Omar offended oh, oh, ten oh, tracks? Omar, Omar might have ten tracks too. Uh -oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Oh man, ten. Uh, uh, Narcy, do you think Love and Chaos would have been more than ten tracks, or ten tracks? Any was there an, an additional track you would have added? 
I, ha I had a, I have a bunch of other tracks that are just sitting now that another one with Nico called OCD that we did um, uh, and, a, and like two other joints that I didn't put on the record and then me and Joey have a, a stash of like six songs that we're just sitting on right now that's for the next project um, but you know me I'm constantly working and I, I have like demos and then I have finished songs that I don't put out mm. but I, I wanted to be very purposeful with this album and navigate the feelings that I've been feeling over the course of the four weeks that we worked on it and not overthink it and not make anything too long like I want you to listen to it yeah, and it punches you in the face and then you want to hear it again to go a bit deeper into every song I, and understand where yeah. we're coming from. I was listening to David uh, Suzuki, obviously the track with you and Nico, and uh, my wife was in the background, and if, if she said something kind of interesting. She's like, as if they're kind of battling each other to be better, or I don't know, that's, that's how she kind of, you know, and, and it's kind of very interesting how she heard it as somebody who, you know, I'm putting it on the on the, on the the big speaker, and that's how it felt. Do you feel yeah, like... Do you, I mean, I'm, yeah. No, I mean, I remember that session with Nico when we did that song was maybe six years ago, or when we, when we first met, I don't remember when we met three years ago, it felt like six years ago, but we were in New York and I had rented a studio and I just had him and Chasmir come through and our guy Pummel was, was engineering. And it, it was literally the first time me and Nico met after we met in DC. Oh, wow. So, and, I, and I had listened to his music and I've been listening to his music for a while. And I was like, yo, just come through, come, come drop some verses. And we were going in and out of the booth. Like there was no communication about what we should talk about, what we should do. Um, so yeah, we were kind of just like, oh shit, that verse? Okay, let me drop this. Oh, let me drop this verse. So we were just one-upping each other. Yeah. And then the session finished and I didn't even get the layers from Pummel. I just, we, we went on with life and we had like uh, dumps from the session, but we never touched it. And then when I was working on this record, I was like, yo, I need to hit Chris and get the levels. Because I really love those verses. We both have really fire verses. Oh. And then Shems came on and kind of completed it. Uh, and yeah, okay. it, yeah, it just, it just, um, it came together. And, and I think, like I said, Nico challenges me as an MC. Mm. Because I, I, a lot of times when I go and start working on projects, I think to myself, I don't want to do a rap project. Like, I, I, I can yeah. rap for days. But I want to kind of expand my sonics and my palette. And like I end up becoming this er experimental artist. Um, and I just want to shout you out for that, Yassine, because a lot of people that look up to you, especially in this region, let's say, you know, Middle East, and they, they see that. You know, I had a discussion the other day with, with a couple of artists. They see that. They like, he's not put in a box. He's now outside this box, which is really, um, which is really incredible. Um, and, 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 What's in uh, the box? Yeah, yeah, what's in the box? What's in the so, box? So yeah, as I was saying, like, like it's very important for me. Like, t the reason I told you let's have the guys on the call is because, like, I've become a collaborative artist. I've always mm -hmm. had that. Though my name was the the narcissist at first. When I switched it to Narcy, I really switched my approach to music creation and created a universe of friends that like come into the sonic world and leave. Like, we mm -hmm. have no ties to anything but each other. Yeah. So. Nico oh. and Joey are, are very integral. Like, I would have quit if it wasn't for Nico and Joey. I swear, well, I mean, you wow. can ask Joey when I met him. I was like, yo, I'm kind of done with this rap shit. And he was like, nah, nah, nah. There's no way you're that's, done. Like, we, that's amazing. We got work to do, you know? So, oh, you're crazy. We've got, I haven't even done anything with you yet. I just got here. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, seeing quick, I know you have uh, like, you know, features with uh, Odyssey in the album, Nadine Ruby, which I really thank you for having, uh, you know, there's a track produced by AY, uh, track produced by Junior T, uh, I don't want to forget anyone, uh, the, 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 the Two Lift Four uh, produced by uh, Moonboots and thanks Joey, uh, that's amazing, so uh, how did this Odyssey Nadine Ruby track come, come about, just tell us, because that's a fire track, man. When we had our when we had our New York sessions, one of the first things I recorded, we set up in the first Airbnb that we were in, and I did that verse. I had written it to that beat, and I just did the verse and I freestyled that hook. That how could I ever forget you it was just something I we just did, and then we put it aside. And then for a long time, we were approaching a bunch of R&B artists to get on the song, and nobody was responding. Like mm. you no, know, you know, we were having. I know that life. You know, know what it is. <laughs> but I felt like when everybody ended up in quarantine, yeah. um, it, it, it forces people to be productive. Like, you can't give me a reason why you can't. I'm busy right now. I can't get the verse done. You can just say, I can't do it or I can do it. Mm. So um, <laughs> around the time that I was working on the song, 
I, I saw Nadine on your show actually on Buckle Up and I started listening to her work and I really liked her, like the, the sound of her voice, the tenor of her voice and like the way she carried mm. herself. So I hit her up and I was like, yo, I, I think I, I would love to get you on this joint. The song has really ended up being about being trapped. Like how could I ever forget what life was like before all this? That's still a big part of me. Yeah. So she wrote a really amazing verse about, about that. And then the day after I hit her up, Odyssey called me for something completely separate. And, <laughs> and we were having a conversation and I was like, uh, yo, I've never done a joint with you. And he was like, yeah, we, we need to get on a joint together. So I was like, yo, listen, I have this joint. I hadn't, I didn't have Nadine's vocals yet. Mm. So I sent him the beat and he was like, I can get it to you by Wednesday. Is that fine? I was like, yeah, of course. So I got her verse on Monday. I got his on Wednesday. Man. The song came together like that. I think what's amazing about that collaboration, besides that Odyssey's amazing, um, is that you should, Joey, talk about this, you know, like he's from Silver Spring. Joey lived in Silver Spring for very long. That's where we recorded a lot of music. That's where the last studio was. Wow. Why don't you shed some uh, background on that thing? Guys, I'll be back in one minute, huh? Yeah, yeah, sure. He's going to make Shanglish. (laughs) Shanglish. Yo, man. Yo, Nico, I know this is the first time kind of with me, but I love you, my man. Like, this is just yeah, your, love, your vibe is incredible, bro. Uh, You're one yeah, of Jay. us, bro. You're one of us. Oh, yeah, man. man. Honored. Joey, uh, why don't you tell him about that Silver Spring connection? Man, it's crazy. I lived in Silver Spring, Maryland, which is right outside of D.C. It's a neighborhood right outside of D.C., and uh, which is where Odyssey is from. Hey. I'm so sorry. That's my <laughs> My beautiful wife, Dima. She actually designed these new colors merch yeah. that we got. We'll put we'll put the link in 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 the bio down for you guys to support yeah. that for sure. Yeah, man. Um, so Dima, the reason why actually we lived in Silver Spring was because Dima went to law school in Washington D.C. Mm. And then after she finished law school, we got married. Uh, we you know got a crib up in Silver Spring, which is where Odyssey's from. Coincidentally, like around that area, DC, Silver Spring area. And we did a, me and Nico. Nico would come up and stay with us for you know long periods of time for the two three years that we were up there. We just were there. Uh, oh my I, God! A friend of in the building. I had to bring in the other superhero right here. He's he, he's genuine you smile. You got you got what two minutes left smile. on this call, by the way. Yeah. I do, I do. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna finish this call. You know, since Omar is here. Sup, salam alaikum, Omar Habibi. You wanna just hang up and we all come back? Yeah, I'll send you. I'll send you a new link uh, if you can send it through to the guys. Yasin, yeah. Email just it to a, me and I'll. Yeah, yeah. Ten more minutes, you guys. Again, thank you so much for your time, Omar. Oh, we're we're gonna we're gonna call you right back. Yeah, we're gonna do this again. Peace and love. We're taking a short break, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody, put their peace sign. Let's go. We're gonna be right back. <laughs> a few moments later. You shared a tear. Unintended. Cheers. I hope you live a thousand years. So, like, I think with with me and Nico, we have that really like you know, punch you in the face rap contest when we're in the studio, but it's not, it's not like a spoken thing. With with, with me and Omar, it's been so long that, again, Omar is also on the periphery of the music industry, but really has, he's much more meticulous than me and Nico. Like, it's almost like when he drops music, there aren't many flaws in his, in his uh, delivery. In conviction. The, the conviction and like, the, there's a, there's big purpose and intent behind his work. He oh, takes man. His time. We and love you, Omar, man. So, so you, man. I love you guys. So too. Omar infuses that in, in, in us, I think, as well. Um, I've been so, watching the Omar videos, and I don't lie, and his approach to like poetic prose is just, it's incredible, you know? Come like, on, man. Like, Come he's on, the man. poet. Thank, so, like, he's the poet. thank you. There's not much, you know, like, you know, improvised animation. I feel like it's really like, cocky, mm. like when he says wow. something. That's why you're such a good orator. I remember Nar- Narcissus saying, uh, Omar's an orator, you know, mm-hmm. like he's such a good public speaker because like, my ghost writer is a Ouija board. Yeah, that's a good bar. Uh, it is, man. Yeah, I mean, perfect. I've always envied these two brothers in particular. They got like, you know, mm. when it comes to like real hip hop lyricism, you know, I, I don't think they can be touched, you know, plus they bring their culture through everything they do, which is such a beautiful thing to see. And I think. You know, with Joey, it's like he's literally the glue that brings all of us together, mm. you know, and he it's, gives something different to each person. Like, 
Nico, you know, I mean, he, he's been with him since day one. So it's like they have a rapport that you can't even, you can't touch it. And it's that beautiful South American tropical swag that you just feel in the beats and in the in lyrics. And then Yassine, you know, it's just like that hard hitting big sound that like almost I get intimidated by. So I step away from those beats, you know, but Yassine jumps all over them. You know what I mean? Uh, and then with our record, me and Joey, it's just like, I get, mean, like can I ask you? Yeah, yeah, can I ask you uh, with 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 the record Love and Chaos? Did you select that beat, or would did the Yasin and Joey send you that beat and say hop on it? I, no, I we think, did that in person. We did it in person, but actually Joey had had played me the sample, played me the beat like uh, months before that, and I told him I loved it and I really wanted to, to mess with it. And so when Yasin came, uh, we just started writing to it, and it naturally felt like it belonged on his record, you know. So, mm. uh, so I'm glad that uh, it worked out that way. Yeah. Th- he came thanks, to Joey. LA. We recorded yeah. it in Los Angeles. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Joey, when you when you look at this, when you look at this, is about to drop. Obviously, we're doing this May 7th. Um, it will be dropped hopefully this video in a couple of days or so. May 25th. Um, when you look at this and you look at the body of work, you look like you know you you there's you know a couple of producers obviously with Sandhill, um, you know, and the other producers. From you, what? Uh, how do I? What's the sort of track that you think that people would resonate to more as a producer? I'm, 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 I'm asking you, like some, someone from a production, you know, element. I think as a, from a, a production element. Mm, like someone I that would, yeah, the, the beat, oh, this would resonate with a lot of people. Again, you know, in musiqa adwaq, it's, it's, a, it's a taste thing. But from, from think, your perspective. From my perspective, I think there might be two, right? And it depends on, on, on which type of, producer you are, which type of person you are, what kind of music you're going to gravitate to. First one I think would be the How Could I, which yeah. is uh, the joint featuring Odyssey and uh, uh, Nadine and Ruby, which is... I've always wanted to be an R&B artist, so like Joey, yes. Joey is just helping me shape that dream. Yo, Narcy, who, who, produced, who produced that track, How Could I? No, Joey. Joey. No, okay, so, okay, yeah, yeah, that's why he's talking about it, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so that, that joint, uh, <laughs> that joint for, for, for me is... Uh, like is stepping out of hip hop because I mean, I've always loved R&B. I've always wanted to do R&B stuff. And um, I get to explore that. You know, I've done it with Nico a few times. Um, I'm, I'm getting to explore that with Nita, with Narcy a lot more. I've de- definitely been exploring that with Omar, especially like in a more upbeat sort of way on our record. Um, but I think that, that the production on that record is so interesting. It has a very particular pocket in the way that the drums hit. Mm. Um, and and the, and the whole vibe of the song. It's not something that you would necessarily hear from me. And there's no samples in the record. It's just mm. all all me. Um, and I think that yeah. it, it has very, very interesting sounds that I think people will be uh, uh, interested in. The other joint, I think, is Avatar. Because mm. the sounds are... The sample itself is really, really, you know... A little obscure it's not your typical arab record even though it is an arab sample that i flipped because uh, it's very much rooted in jazz yeah. um but the drums are just like knocking man mm. you know so for me it's like that's that that's what i get excited about when i hear that 808 drop i'm just like yeah oh, my soul is uh, yeah oh <laughs> man, man let's go. young joey <laughs> young joey hey I, that's, what I, that's, that's my first beat right there that's yo right mashallah man yo send me that picture <laughs> we'll put it right here i got you yeah uh, nico um um you've been rapping obviously off after all these years rapping do you still do you have a do you, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> After all these uh, years rapping, the, um, for people who are listening right now and they really want to obviously get into into it, does it really matter listening to the beat, writing before the beat, or you know, is there a system that you follow, like as Nico, or no? Like it's just Nico is no, like animal. Yeah. Nico is like animal from the Muppet Show. You just he'll just <laughs> kill anything. Devour anything. Uh, that's true, you know. Mm. Um, I'm only getting better, bro. Yeah. You know? And like I, <laughs> you know, I, um, there's no one way to do things, you know? Yeah. Mm. I think if people get too caught up in like routine, I, I don't like routine, I eat poutine. Hey. <laughs> That's the good one. Yeah, Nico yeah. and me have that Gemini energy. Like we don't like feeling, I, I mean, I don't know if you want to attribute it to when we were born, but I feel like we both don't like feeling like there's one way to do anything, you know? 
Um, yeah, I used to do it things, you know, I used to have a little routine to certain things and then and then I started living, you know, once I started living and my and my career took off and you know like uh I started touring the world with Quali a lot and seeing new things, then that shit started writing different records, you know, like mm -hmm. I used to you know, coming up, me and Joey had a way to do it. You know, like I used to work at my mother's computer on her like PC, and I used to be shirtless and boxers, just typing lyrics out and eating conceptualizing. Cereal. You know, eating cereal. These days, I don't eat cereal. You know, nothing. <laughs> but nothing's processed. Nothing's yeah. processed. What I will say that the tropical fruit all day. These days, I like. I like. <laughs> surprising myself i like yeah. being put in weird you know like because because life did that to me you know tour did that to me um you know i, I don't ever want to do a show the same way i never want you to come see nico and it's like yeah that's what you're gonna get you never know what you're gonna get i might be shirtless i might might not even rap my lyrics i might freestyle the whole show you know i don't mm -hmm. care i think it's about an experience to share you know yeah but like, i think also man when you reach that greatness. yeah you when you reach that level though when you reach that level that that that's amazing like for me personally man i've seen for example yasin and omar offendim because from 2007 again till now you know evolved uh, uh, you know uh, to that uh, joe you want to say something i wanted to say yes yasin and nico are probably the two to like pick the wildest beats you know it doesn't matter what the record's like and but also at the same time the other side of that would be you know would also pick something that's the most mellow like narcy coming in and being like i want to do this how could i record was just like wait i didn't know that's what we were gonna come here to do i thought we we're just doing you know these like big slap in your faces um mm. but yeah you never know with these gemini's man they're all, uh, we're all over the place you don't have to have a bit of surprise to your creativity yeah. is going to get redundant and it's going to get stale. And that's what happens yeah. even with our idols and a lot of people who used to, you know, set the bar and, and push envelopes is that they got too comfortable in their own persona. And then they started just creating, you know, as a product. And once you start creating as a product, you start making, you know, watered down shit. Like, you know, like I want you to always come in my restaurant and I give you a new dish, new flavors. You know, I'm always finding new ingredients. I always got a new type of basil. Oh, yeah. A new type of way I'm a fried this egg, you know? Yeah, I don't want you to go to Cheesecake Factory for that. That's why you listen to Drake. You go to yeah. Drake, you listen to his shit, he gives you a plate of what's current, and then you move on. And it doesn't touch your soul like that. You know, yeah. 20 years from now, you know, you're gonna be eating the same huh? chicken marsala plate from Cheesecake Factory. You know, Nico, are you are you able to see all of us in in your phone, or you have to swipe I don't left? No, right? you guys kind of bounce. You gotta swipe. You gotta yeah. swipe left. Yeah. You gotta swipe left. You yeah. can see all five of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Game changer. Yeah, review. Hey. Wow. Go ahead. I th I, th I thought it was really important to the way that, that the organic relationships that we each individually have with each other. Um, it was very important for for that to be represented in my work from here on. I think whatever projects I put out, you know, these guys are always going to be there. There's always people that come in and out, but this is our, like, this is the team, the rap team or the music team that we've been looking for, including with Nawad, obviously. But this, khali, wallah, man, Nawad. Shout out to Sand Hill, bro. Like, I remember... Yeah, I just hit him. I was like, dog, just hop in real quick. Oh, <laughs> Uh, again, I don't want to take much of your time, you guys, but uh, quick, Omar and, and, and Narsi and even, you know, you know, Joey and, and even Nico, you guys, um, for people, uh, uh, when I was talking to Sundus, man, shout out to her. Check out the Buckle Up with her really shout amazing uh, convo. Um, she said something. Book. Yeah, go ahead. Of course. Shout go buy that book. Definitely go buy that book, Shams. Uh, she said something kind of interesting. She said, like, the people that are living in the East want to, you know, relate to the West. The people in the West want to relate to the East. It's it's always been like this. So how, how how do you guys feel right now? Obviously, you're in the West. You're you're really making impact. Do you feel do you feel your experience would have been really hundred percent, hundred eighty degrees different if you were, were based here? Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's true. I think with, you know, Omar said it best on his first, uh, his seminal record, Syriana Americana. Oh. It's hard living in the West when I know the East got the best. Is that what it is? You got the best of me? Did I screw up your lyrics just now? No, but, no, you got it right. But I mean. That's the Bujo Banton, though. That's what I yeah, from. Yeah, and I think like, had I not had LA as a part of my life or Montreal specifically as a part of my life, and then going back and forth between the Gulf and then the, my relationship 
my disconnected relationship to Iraq physically, but this big spiritual connection. I think those all shaped us. And in our early 20s, when we were making music in the beginning, that was like the search. The music was like digging through the earth to find like home, you know? And I think we've accepted that we don't need that anymore, mm. you know? I think we, we've accepted that the world, we, we belong to the world and that, the, that our, music, our music has to be representative of that, of like our submission to, you know, we submit to Allah and Islam, but we submit to earth on the, in this life, in the dunya that we live in. So it's like, um, it's become, without a question, I navigate these places without thinking about it anymore. And I think it's the same for Omar, you know? What about your yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think it's like 150 million Arabs in the diaspora. That's almost half of the population of Arabs in the world. Like we're, we're all all over the world. And also even within the Arabic speaking world, people from different parts move around. Like, you know, you're living in Dubai, but you're from Saudi and your heritage might even be different. So I think it's like, uh, just a common theme, even if you dig into like the oldest Arabic poetry, just the idea that we're a people who move, you know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. the idea that we're always longing for this motherland, this homeland. Mm -hmm. uh, and we realize through this experience of life and moving from one place to another, that home is in your heart and in your mind, you know, and you create it. And so for us as poets, as rappers, that's what we do. We create that home that we want to see yeah. through the lyrics and the music. Home is where the art is. Hey, oh. exactly. Drop the mic. Home everywhere. And I gotta um, say, I, I gotta say everywhere. also, just like for somebody who is originally from the Arabic speaking world, but lives in Los Angeles and has this proximity to Latin culture and to, you know, Central and South American culture, to me, that's the bridge, you know? Mm. And so like, I feel this, this connection that I didn't necessarily have when I was on the East Coast. Yeah. Now that I'm here, you know, and I even say it on my record with, with Nico. I say, America killa gharbe, bas mo gharibe, shlon kilma rabna ala gharb, hal arabi zajat akta lahon. Like we're, oh. we feel, it feels more right here. Yeah. To me at least, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So it's, even it's, though it's farther, it's just, it, it's more familiar, you know, so. It's not the same, it's not the same, um, uh, it's not the same, same example. I might sound really stupid by saying it, but uh, it's somehow when I see people like Brother Ali, Amir Suleiman, you know, speak about Islam, they speak about it way better than any, for example, you know, you know. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The sincerity, the pieces. Yeah. yeah, the sincerity piece. Um, it's because they dis it's because they discovered it at a time like we take it for granted because we're born in it. Yes. Right? Yes. But they discovered it at a time where it was a necessity for them to survive, and yeah. it became such an important part of their their um, yeah their life. And um, for us. I think that disconnection became a big part of our identity. Yeah, yeah. We, we, you're right though, Haas. I mean, it's true. Like people take it for granted. You know, you go yeah, up and around it, you take it for granted. Big whatever. time. I mean, I for one, I, I lived exactly an hour away from Al Kaaba, you know, in Mecca. And wow. I really, I don't know, I didn't really go as often as I should. Like it's, it's an hour. And I, and I know people that live like, you know, 25, 24 hours away from that. And they really. Um, I don't know if we can, I want to share my screen if you guys don't mind. I want to play okay. some music and see how you guys, let's, let's do this. Um, I want to see your reaction on, on some, on some stuff. Okay. Um, tell me if you guys can see this. Yeah. And, um, uh, just a thumbs up if you can see this screen. Can you guys see it? I see it. I see it. Yo, how are you going to share my private playlist like that? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. No, I really want to play. Uh, if, you can hear, if you can hear, uh, if you can hear, um, brothers and sisters, and friends, and I see some enemies. In fact, I think we'd be fooling ourselves if we had an audience this large and didn't realize that there were some enemies present. But before we get into it, I would like to clarify some things that things that refer to me personally, concerning my own personal position. Just hit a J like Solange knows. Don't mean to start it off on the wrong note. There were levels to this shit, so we sound cold. We may have lost the war, but we found home. Brown mode like the genie, you ain't never had a friend like me. Ride or die till the end like me. Only change, stay the same. People are strange, don't look at each other like we do to our screens. They say keep your enemies close. I keep my frenemies closer. All I need in this life of sin is my coffee and my nuts like a Lebanese grocer. I feel our dreams getting closer. Talk to trees like I'm Moses. 
Habibi, we bought it. Show us the paper like Hariri and Saudi. Yo, dude, Sand Hill, bro, like this. So, um, just real quick, I'm listening to this again. My wife is she's like, What is this, Habibi Ya'ari? Like, this is like, you know, way, you know, just, just really, really incredible. Um, uh, guys, listen, I, I just want to say, um, I'm, I'm super proud of all of you guys. The way, the way this, uh, the way this, like you said, Yassin, the way it's like a superhero team, um, you know, and it's, it's, it's really amazing and a blessing. And I, again, I want to shout out, of course, uh, you know, Sandhill and, and the other producers. Um, Yassin, quickly, uh, AY has, has, a, has, a, has a record with this. Is this the first time you work officially with AY? Shout out to no, Harmony. I, I did a remix of, um, I, I usually go to AY and Mo's crib and when I'm in Dubai and we just talk for hours. We don't end up making music. Um, I think I'm a bit of an anomaly when I come out to Dubai and people are like, what do you, how do you do what you do? What do you, so we just like talk about the pitfalls of the things that I've been through. And then I, I recorded a remix of one of, uh, most songs. I don't mm. remember, uh, which one it was. Wow. Um, <laughs> and then, and then when I was working on this record, I, the mask joint, I had recorded at, at the crib and I had the vocals for a minute and, um, I had, I did it to the future beat. Like it was to mask by future. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was almost like a parody of that joint because my most political songs now have become auto tune songs. Like I, th I think the way I approach politics is from a very sarcastic place now. And I, and I want it to be in the sound of current events sonically for it to be ingested in a, in a very easy, simple way. Right. Mm. So I was thinking like who could actually produce this song for me and I hit AY and he turned it around in, in less than 24 hours you know yeah. so um, uh, yeah. I always wanted to work with him I think he's such an important person um, because he has that same drive but he's almost stuck in the wrong city yes yeah we I th so, uh, uh, Nico maybe you can shed some light on this there's a lot of people listening to this right now and they feel they are really in the wrong place but they have nowhere to go. And they're really, I'm talking rappers, artists, not necessarily you know, only rappers, singers. We have an amazing, amazing, incredible talent. Like just now, it was just announced a while ago that uh, one of our the producers who work in, in Dubai, Rayan Bailuni, is going to be actually having a one-hour conversation with Hitboy uh, on Instagram. And I think that's a really... Wow. Yeah, that's a really big deal through Nomad, which is a, um, uh, uh, you know, a platform over here uh, that's really trying. So that connection, I think we need that. And again, you, you hear people like Frederick, for example, going on the show, on my show one time and saying, you don't need that collaboration with a Western artist if you're from the Arab world to make it. What can you, what can you say about that? I think that, um, you know, in, in 2020, I don't think location really matters, man. You know, with the internet, and with your intent, now. I think you can get your message across in a very honest way, just through the internet, just like targeting your demographic, just knowing who you're speaking to. That's the thing. Like most people are just making mindless product, you know, mindless content, and it's not speaking to nobody. And that's why it's not really working. You know, like me and Joey, man, we grew up in Orlando, Florida, you know? Orlando, Florida is a transitional place, you know? Nobody's really from Orlando. It's a man-made city, you know? So it's like, you know, he's from New York. I was born in Brazil. We met here. We bonded over, you know, like, I like Three Six Mafia. He liked, you know, Rockefeller. And then we came together and, you know, mixed that. Like, it's, you know, this is not the perfect place, but what's the perfect place? You know, for, for, for a long time, people blame their surroundings for, mm. for not having success, you know? Um, and my, my success didn't really start until I started traveling and hitting new cities, you know, mm. um, and representing my shit and going here, going there, going there. And then people are like, oh, okay, now you're moving. And that's the thing. When you're, when you're stuck in your city, man, it gets stagnant. If you're just trying to sing for artists, you know, like artists get caught in this. I'm just going to perform for other artists. And then you do open mics and then you do situations like that. And it's a whole crowd of artists. You know, there's no real fans. There's no real people that are enjoying it. It's just like, I'm selling my product and then you get on stage and sell your product. And it's just, it's very mm. mindless, you know? So yeah. I think we're starting to find more like comfort and being able to just be ourselves wherever we are. Like, yeah. you know, it doesn't yeah. matter, man. You know, like, you know, Joey's in LA now and it's helping a lot. I, you know, I think being in, in a place like LA is incredible because you don't know what you're gonna run into, 
You know, like being in Orlando, I think is, is some of the most incredible artistry I've ever seen, mm. you know, but it's stuck here and there's not much growth. There's a plateau, you know, mm. until you start to look outward and be like, you know, I'll fuck this. I don't need that. I don't need, you know, regional support as much as you did in the 90s, you know, because in the 90s, you had to sell shit out your trunk or, you know, you had to really be ingrained in the community to get unity. Now it's just you and me. Ain't nobody going to ruin me. <laughs> ah. <laughs> there it is. Amari, you wanted to ch- you wanted to chime in? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I, I, I agree with what Nico said. Uh, you know, to your point, specifically Haas, I think, you know, it's a question of why people there feel that they need validation from the West. Uh, and I think, you know, it is kind of sad. There's an internalized sort of like uh, insecurity piece. Like, you know, it's not good unless it comes from there. To be honest, I even feel it like when I come to perform in the Middle East, people are like, oh, he's a real rapper because he's coming from America. Which is not true, you know what I'm saying? And I think like another thing is that people expect something to happen with their first record. And then if it doesn't, they're like, oh man, this is not working. You don't understand that it's like a lifelong commitment to this art and to like, you know, Nico said, you only get better with time and only by doing the work and continuing and being consistent over the years. That's true. Can you develop as an artist? Can your fan base grow? I mean, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that especially these guys here, like all of us, it's kind of like this funny thing where we feel like we're ahead of our, we felt like we were ahead of our time. And so now all of a sudden the numbers are growing because young people are catching up to us. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so- I also think that, sorry to cut you off. I think that as far as this world shit that we're all doing, you know, we're all like worldly artists now, you know, people always equate success and validation with America's opinion, right? Right. I never feel at home anywhere. That's why I'm home everywhere. You know, like I went to Brazil. I played shows in Brazil with, with me and Thanks Joey. And we played to, you know, thousands and thousands. And at first they were confused and they're still confused. That's why I'm not the biggest artist in the world, you know, because people don't know what to make of something that's unique and, and, and different and culturally encompassing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. is he Brazilian? Is he American? Oh, but he was born in America. So like Brazilian people have a little, you know, you go to Brazil, the scene, it's amazing, right? It's blowing up more than ever, but they're just following America's plan. You know, they're trying to rap like Americans. They wear the American clothes. They think that that's where it's at. You know, you listen to Famous Dex and they rap like that. And, you know, you know, there's some people that are, you know, represent their culture and originality. But for the most part, they're seeking validation from America because America created hip hop and that's what they think is dope. But mm. who needs the love of America when you have the love of, of your homeland? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to stop trying to, people got to stop trying to find, like, validation in that. Like, oh, it doesn't matter until Rap Caviar posts. Like, man, who cares? There's mm. people in Brazil who are, you know, have way more followers than fucking, you know, whatever. Whatever the followers mean. And, yeah. you know, they're playing shows to 20, 30,000 people. They got their own shit. But they want to blow up in America. But America don't give a fuck about them. You know, America don't even give a fuck about America. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's kind of hard for you to be on some cultural shit here, you know, and try to pitch it to them because they want this. You know, they yeah. want that. I th- think also, Hass, if I can chime in and add yeah, to this, is it takes really two two things, you know, when it comes to approaching your art for you to feel successful. You know, it's combined all four of us in here have over like 40 years of experience, 10 years each, if not more. Mm. in what we do right and and there were moments in all of our careers where we were like what the fuck are we doing like we're we're not making enough money we're not living off of this art our audiences you know we, we came at a time where the internet was coming and streaming took over and like the format of consuming music changed while we were in at the at the you know not the peak but we were learning to create so I think it's important to learn to create and be authentic in that part, but also plan how you release your music. And it might not hit now, but it might hit, you know, Alhamdulillah is still to this day my most streamed song. When I put it out mm. at the time 10 years ago, yeah, it, it was a dud. It didn't hit. The video hit like 5,000 views and that was it. But it took years for it to pick up and eventually for it to become a placement in a film for it to become a song that sustains me at times when I don't have any income right so so I think artists have to look at it as long game if they're ready for obviously in a city like Dubai it's extremely difficult to survive without money uh and and it's a it's an eco a creative ecosystem that is not ground up you know it's yeah up down so 
it's hard for an artist to think to feel confident in a place where it's really first driven by capital mm-hmm. where we came at a place where i i played at venues for 20 30 people for five years before i hit a real stage you know and then when i hit a real stage i was opening for artists for free and then like meeting my meeting my idols and getting crushed by how much of an asshole they were backstage and then like eventually being able to rock our own shows and our own audiences and only now are we feeling like confident enough to yeah. be like i think we can tour together yeah you know? so, and then corona happened and then and corona can't go anywhere. <laughs> you can't tour at all oh so, man bless well yeah you're right but Omar, you said something i think very important here i correct me if i'm wrong uh, uh, syrian american took like 10 years to put out am i wrong or like something like that Well, I, I think it's been 10 years since Syriana for the yeah, next yeah. record to come out. No, yeah. but it took a lot of time. Like well, you, yeah, 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 it took time. I, I'm the kind of person that just takes a lot of time. Like, <laughs> And that's that's not necessarily a good thing. It's just me. It took me a while to even be okay with that, you know, mm. but I've learned to accept that about myself. And that's, mm. you know, that's how I approach it. But sorry, let me cut you off. Yeah, go yeah. Uh, Joey, when you okay, just uh, we have like six minutes again. Thank you guys so much, and sorry I took much of your time. Wallahi, I really apologize, but the discussion is amazing. Uh, Joey, uh, just quickly going back to Love and Chaos, what did you learn from listening to the whole kind of project? And this question to goes all of you guys. So thanks, Joey, as a producer, listening to the rappers and listen to the lyrics. Has there anything with everything that's going on right now with this situation, COVID nineteen? It's, really it's important to state though that Joey helped me mix the album. Big he mixed up. all his joints, but he helped me mix that, and then he mastered the whole record, Damn. and I put it together. So, yeah. so I'm I'm pretty sure you have like you know you obviously listened to the uh, you know to the album fully. What did you learn as as Joey from Love and Chaos? Uh, I learned, man, in times like this, in dire situations when we're not able to go anywhere, we're not able to you know meet up. That there's no excuse to get anything done, right? Like you can, Yassine literally hit me and within a matter of weeks, we were able to compile all of this music together and create an entire incredible album. And not just from, not just between us two, like, you know, going back and forth with beats, but like sourcing other producers, sourcing other artists, getting people to, to you know, submit verses. Um, you know, I, I, I learned that Art's a beautiful thing, man. When you really love it, you're gonna you're gonna want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. not, there's no there's no like uh, uh, thing that would step in your way if you yeah. want to do something. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Nice. And this just proves it. Dope. And Nico, what about you? Like, just listening, maybe. Uh, have you heard the whole full album? Yeah. Oh yeah, eight They've times. Eighty-eight times. <laughs> <laughs> I got nice. the hardest verse on there. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got anything to say, Omar? He's, he's <laughs> no. humble, man. No, not at all. He's uh, no. right. No, but seriously, <laughs> what have you learned from the album as Nico? Again, you've been doing your thing for quite some time now. As, as a rapper, as a human being, we listen to the whole kind of project. Oh, I think it's incredible. I think his attention to detail is so inspiring, you know? Like, um, we're, we're so similar in a lot of ways, but mm. I'm not that detailed. That's thank Joey right there, you know? Like, I just throw the ideas out there, you know, and... You know, I put my splashes on the canvas and then he kind of organized it beautifully, you know? And to see and to see Narcy's projects like that, like, yo, they're all very cohesive, you know? They sound like they should run in together and he puts a lot of time and care and this drop here and how this sounds here, you know? Well, my shit's more abstract, like, you know? It's real inspiring, man. I, I really like this project a lot. I really like the last one, you know? Um, I don't know if it's better. I don't know what it is, but I know it's fresh and I know it's unique. And if it, you know, I think that the way we're making albums, like every album shouldn't be better. It should just be different. Yeah. You know, like because what's better? You know, one one thing hits a certain nerve. You know, like Unico to me was an incredible album, and then we did Good Air, and it was like, wow, well, we recorded most of Good Air in 2017. You know, and like me and Joey work a lot. Like we got eight albums ready to. Fourteen. Wow. Fourteen. Twenty Oh shit! 2014. Yeah. <laughs> and you know now we're just getting releasing that you yeah. know like and and it's a constant rollout of, of us playing catch up with our old music you know nice so i'm really happy that this is coming out i'm really happy omar's album's coming out it's really good mm. you know i don't understand half of it because it's in arabic <laughs> but it sounds <laughs> me neither really, even I the song, I'm with him, the song I'm with him is amazing pacific siriano you should play that 
Bam. So good. I'm, yeah, so I'm, I'm, so good. Like he, Omar is like I think he's one of the best with melodies, you know. And mm. he sounds like he's not singing, but he's singing, and it sounds beautiful. And it's like that Arabic like timber that just hits you in a different way, you know, like. And you get that with Narcy too. Like he's great with that's, melody. Like yeah, I mean, even I mean, all of that. Again, the song we did. Yeah. Like that's super super dope, man. There that that is just like oh man, that's great. I can't hit that note, you know. It's yeah, great. we have we have three minutes and 30 seconds between Omar and Yasin. Uh, Omar, for you, um, again, I just want to say that, you know, listening uh, and think, you know, listen to some of the new stuff that you're getting. Like Nico said, uh, I feel that you're you're rapping more in Arabic right now. Like a, there's a little bit more in it. Is that is that a is that a right feeling? Like more of it. You've always done it. But now I feel yeah, that the percentage I of it is just. Uh, maybe. But I mm. think like, uh, I just, I, no, no, I mean, I, I just think like. Shoo uh, Mafi? Shoo Fi Mafi. I think it's just honoring, honoring, honoring the fact that now because because of the way that, you know, the social media works, I have yeah. so many more fans from the Arab world who are mm. logging on, who are supporting. And so I want to show them love, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just, that's what that is. Plus Bless the older me. I get, the more it means to me. Mm. You know, to, to 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 teach the language to my kids, so it might be. God more- bless, man. Well, like I'm also rapping less in English. <laughs> you know, like like English is getting boring. Like fuck yeah, that, man. Like, We've done it all. Mad shit, man. Done it all. Um, done it all. Guys, wallahi, yeah. I love you so much. And in, in the last twenty uh, two minutes, uh, Yasin, what did you learn from this album? Like, what is it? You know, going going, you know, listening to the whole thing. Uh, I'm just yeah, not the gonna. Best that ever did it. I'm the best <laughs> that ever did it. Admit it. I think. I'm not going to overthink music anymore. Music is just mm. a facet of the things that I do. It's become very like uh, like a like an extra limb. Like it's just something that I'm able to do now. Um, I don't want to overthink projects anymore. Like this proved to me that we can put together something that's very strong mm. without, you know, overproducing, overthinking the lyrics, like just be free and and and. I think it's important to look at these three albums as a trilogy together, Good Air, Love and Chaos. It's a trilogy. And then Lost in Translation. These albums really sit together. So go listen to Nico's record. Go listen to Omar's record when it comes out in June, hopefully. We we um, um, we have less than a minute. I want you guys to put your peace sign up in there. Thank you so much for being with us. Omar Fendim, I can't wait for your hats. album. Big Shout House out. Avocados coming soon, you know what I mean? Inshallah. Yo, uh... <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Joey and Nico, it's an honor to meet you uh, virtually. Omar Fendim, you know I love you, man. Big, big up to everything that you do, my brother. Yasin, thank, thank you, you so much for always elevating me. Sandhil, Makankum Khali, my brother. We love you, man. Uh, Joey, peace and love. I'm going to listen to this album. Everybody put their peace sign out. We're going to say bye, Show everybody. Come on, Joey. <laughs> Call us. <laughs>